1 Corinthians chapter number 13, as I was praying towards this evening and what the Lord would have for us, of course, in preparation for the conference, and I'll say kicking off our conference, even though the, uh, the pastors aren't in town as of yet, they're at their respective churches uh, throughout today, they'll be driving in tomorrow, but I said, Lord, I want to be able to come and be able to help the church and be able to encourage the church, and not necessarily having that pep rally before the conference, okay? But uh, if the Lord would do that in our hearts as we walk in here, and as we prepare towards tomorrow, and uh, asking the Lord to be able to do great things. But uh, I wanted to deal with our hearts and, and serving this evening, and asking the Lord to be able to do something. And so if you found 1 Corinthians chapter number 13... We're going to begin reading in verse number 1. We're going to read the entire chapter, just 13 verses, as we come down through. And uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse number 1, the Bible says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and have knowledge and, and all knowledge, And though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I become a man, I put away childish things. But now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known." And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Now, I don't know about you, but as I've read down through here, I have heard several times definitions trying to be given for what charity is. And I know in some cases, there's a lot of Bibles that will just change the word charity and just put love well there's other places throughout the new testament that the word love is used and so i figured if god wanted the word love there guess what he would have put the word love and but he didn't do that he used the word charity so then sometimes the definition for charity is given as love in action And even though that may be a a great, simple um, definition to be able to give, as I look down through here, I see that simply love in action cannot adequately describe 
what charity does when we read these definitions. When it's saying that charity beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, charity never faileth. I'm thinking, Lord, this is something bigger than just you or I. And so for several years, I would describe charity as being the love of God working in and through us. And then as God brought me back to 1 Corinthians here a couple months ago, and I was going back through on this subject matter of charity, I found out that every writer that you go and read, they'll be saying the same things as they'll just be brushing over it. They don't have an adequate definition of it. And I said, well, I guess I'll just try to write down my own definition and uh, see what the Lord would do with it. And so I wrote down here, and this is just how God has summarized it for me. Okay, and uh, I'm not saying this may work for everybody, but God gave me a proper understanding, not a complete understanding, but a proper understanding of what charity would be. And I wrote it down. I believe that charity is the manifestation of Christ in us revealed in his work through us. Charity is the manifestation of Christ in us. That's Christ being revealed in us, and He's revealed in His work through us. Because what takes place here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 are things that no element or aspect of our flesh can accomplish whatsoever. Nothing whatsoever. None of this can be accomplished. None of it can be successful. If there is any part of our flesh involved in any of this. So it has to be Christ being revealed in us and Christ revealed working through us. Everything about charity has to be about the manifestation of Christ working through us. So as we think about this subject matter of charity, and I would love to be able to accomplish all of this in my ministry for the Lord, but I want to spend a few moments tonight and really just set our hearts and our minds and our souls as we prepare to go into tomorrow night. I was asking the Lord, Lord, what would you have for tonight? And I want to preach on this subject matter on ministering without charity ministering without charity and I don't know if you've ever come to the point that your Christian life ever gets to the point of just being duty and just going through the motions just hey it's another meeting we're having I've got my checklist on what needs to be accomplished I know I need to be there Monday night. Pastor's going to expect me to be there Tuesday night. After all, I'm the one handing out the bulletins at the back door. And I need to be there, and I need to make sure that this is in place. And, and well, I'm not up there for the preaching, and I'm not part of that. I'm just cooking a meal. I'm just making the coffee. I'm just putting the food out on the counter. Sometimes if you're like me, and I'm just being transparent with you this evening, there's times that we go through ministering 
without charity. And I want to share just really three thoughts as we come down through and look at some things in the scriptures tonight about ministering without charity. And of course, our goal is not to minister without charity. That's not our goal, okay? This is not supposed to be a how-to. We're supposed to be ministering with charity. And I want you to see, first of all, in the first three verses, I want you to see the emptiness without charity. The emptiness without charity. What the Lord Jesus gives to us by inspiration in writing through the Apostle Paul, in the first three verses, may I remind us that what we have listed is none other than an absolutely wonderful list of religious duties. Wonderful list. There is not one Christian, not one person desiring to be able to serve the Lord that would not desire for these three verses to be able to be characteristics and elements in their Christian life. Look what he he lists down here. He says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Go to verse 2. He says, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains. Go to verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned. Okay, I understand a list of characteristics and elements. We can leave that last one off, okay? We don't have to give our... That's not what we're going for. But listen, all of these things... It's a list of wonderful and great religious duties that we would be able to perform and to be able to do for the Lord. I believe every church would desire to be known for these things. Hey, we're feeding the poor, gift of prophecy. We have faith. Now listen, we have faith that could move mountains. And Paul is saying, if I have all of these things, if I have fulfilled every one of these religious duties, but look what he said in verse number 1, and have not charity, I'm become a sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. Verse number 2, he says, if I have all these things, if I even have faith that could move mountains, I'm nothing. Verse number 3, he says, I feed the poor. I give my body to be burned. If I don't have charity, profiteth me nothing. Now, can you imagine, now think about this. Can you imagine accomplishing every one of these religious duties and standing before the Lord and the Lord saying, It's nothing. The emptiness of ministering without charity, understanding that without charity, without Christ being revealed in us, understand this, I am nothing. If we're ministering without charity, I am nothing, I do nothing, and I accomplish nothing. You say, but pastor, you understand how many things we're involved in? 
I mean, after all, my next three days are completely packed from sunup to sundown, from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. Listen, I'm going to be ministering all day, every day. Guess what? If we minister without charity, without Christ being revealed in us and manifesting Himself through us, if we minister without any of that, it's nothing. Nothing. John chapter 15, Jesus reminds us that He is the vine and we are the branches. And listen, as the the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, listen, except ye abide in Me. And remember what He said? For without Me, ye can do nothing. You say, but I'm here. Listen, I was here for Sunday school. I was here for Sunday morning service. I'm here for Sunday night service. I mean, I'm one of the faithful. I came back. I'm going to be here for Monday night. I'm going to be here for Tuesday night. I'm going to be here for soul win. And listen, we can do all of those things. But if we have not charity, listen, we are empty with nothing. And I wonder how many times, if we'd be honest, would we be going, going before the Lord, saying, Lord, that wasn't done with charity. It was probably about 15, 16 years ago, maybe 17 or 18 years ago now, that John chapter 15 was was engraved into my heart in that verse, for without me you can do nothing. I told our church a few weeks ago, I said, by God's grace, we've been able to fly over 800,000 miles since we started, just in the past 21 years. The ministry with the Rock of Ages and flying around this world. Brother Pash, I thought about it. And I said, what if that was done in the power of the flesh without charity? And to have to stand before the Lord one day and the Lord to be able to open the books and say, well, Peter, I'm looking and there's nothing. Now, I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. But I couldn't imagine standing before the Lord and being as busy as we could possibly be. But if it's without Christ and if it's without charity, even Paul is saying, if I do this and have not charity, I am nothing. It is nothing. It profiteth me nothing. I'm saying, Lord, I don't want to go another day ministering without charity. I want Christ to be revealed in me. I want Christ to be revealed in His work through each and every one of us. I don't want to be empty without charity. I don't want my ministering to mean absolutely nothing. Ministering without charity brings emptiness in our spiritual lives. Even though we may feel full, it may just be our calendar that's full and not our charity. Number two, let me move on, and I want to share with you the evidence of ministering with charity. The evidence of ministering with charity. The Bible starts off here in verse number four and starts describing what charity does. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Let me say, first of all, the evidence of charity in our lives and the evidence of charity in our ministering is that there's humility in our personal lives. How many here join the Lord Jesus Christ in saying that you despise pride? 
And you can just tell, don't you just despise a haughty look? Just a prideful look that you, you can see it all over them. I mean, you get it in the youth group sometimes. A teenage boy will walk in or a teenage girl will walk in, and they're just God's gift to everybody, aren't they? I mean, they're just like, man, you ought to be so glad I'm part of your youth group. But we get that as adults, don't we? I mean, sometimes as church members, we walk in and say, boy, pastor, you ought to be so thankful I'm around. Now listen, that's ministering without charity. As soon as any element of pride enters into our life or into our ministry, because the Bible says that charity vaunteth or it doesn't exalt itself and is not puffed up. If there's any element of pride whatsoever, guess what? We don't have charity. And if we don't have charity, we have nothing. Boy, it, it, it's, such a, it's such a fine line, isn't it? Such a fine line. Someone, I, I was out in Pennsylvania yesterday morning, and a man that was teaching out there, he made this statement. We were talking about humility, and he said, honestly, he said, humility is my best attribute. And he was making a joke, and uh, he said one time, he said, they gave me a pin for it. He said, but they took it away because I wore it. <laughs> and we were just joking around about humility. But it's amazing how many times we can just slip in just a humble brag, can't we? And it's amazing how we can, we can slip things in and make it all about us and completely steal the glory away from God. Now remember that charity is the manifestation of Christ in us. So that means if we're putting ourselves out there at all in front of the Lord Jesus Christ, we just vaunted ourselves. We just exalted ourselves. We just lifted ourselves up. We just puffed ourselves up. The evidence of charity is humility in our personal lives. But then look at this. The Bible says in verse number 5, the evidence of charity is humility, but then number two, the evidence of charity is holiness. He says in verse number five, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked. Look at this. Thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Holiness in our actions, and in our thought life, is ministering with charity. It's evidence of charity in our lives. But listen, we get so to the point, we're not so worried about a holy life today. I mentioned to our church this morning, I was preaching out of uh, Exodus chapter 20, and just the, the first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. I said, can you imagine what it would be if our community saw a church and experienced a church where God was number one and preeminent in every one of the lives of the members? That it wasn't about us, that it was about us living in holiness before the Lord. Well, let me ask you something. And you just you just think about this in your personal life. I wonder when the last time was we were actually entertained by iniquity. Entertained by sin. 
that it brought us joy. You say, I, I, don't, I don't know about that, preacher. Well, it could be that television show that you like to watch. That isn't exactly honoring and glorifying to the Lord, but you're saying, hey, I get happiness out of that, and it's, no, it, it's nothing but full of sin. We're not ministering with charity if we're rejoicing in iniquity. Do you know the Bible even says over in the book of Proverbs that we're not even supposed to rejoice when our enemy falleth? We're not supposed to. We're supposed to be praying for them. We're supposed to be praying for those that that even persecute us and despitefully use us. And there's supposed to be holiness in our lives. And if we're living in known sin, may I say this, our service is not full of charity. A lot of times when there's known sin in our lives, we're actually serving, trying to be able to cover up the sin. And say, listen, I know there's sin in my life, but look what I'm doing for God. And somehow we think that that balances out in our service for the Lord. But the Lord's saying, listen, I'm not interested in any of that. It is absolutely nothing before the eyes of God if we're ministering without charity. Holiness in our lives. But then I thought about as I come down through here, and I know we deal with faith, hope, and charity in verse number 13, but the evidence of charity in our lives, it hopes to the end. And I looked at this in, starting in verse number 7, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. You know why this is supernatural? Because in and of myself, I'm going to quit bearing some things at some point. And in and of myself, listen, I'm not going to endure all things. There's at some point, and you know how it is, how many parents have ever looked at their kids and says, listen, you're on my last nerve. How many kids have ever looked at their parents and said, you're on my last nerve? No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. You know what? In and of ourselves, we can't do that. We cannot endure all things. I mean, we fly off the handle, I mean, at the drop of a hat, and we're saying, we get so frustrated with people over and over and over. You know, I, I thought about this as a pastor, and I've only been a pastor for, for six years now. That's it. But I'm thinking, do you realize the life of a pastor is living with disappointment and being told no all the time? I mean, you think about it. Hey, you going to come to church? Nope. I mean, we invite people, we invite people, we minister to people. They don't walk in, do they? You've had it for years. Listen, all of New England would be saved if it was based on promises that they made. Do you realize there wouldn't be one person sitting in your prison today? If the last time that they had the opportunity and they said, hey, when, I'm getting, when I get out, listen, I'm going to be there. Your church would be packed tonight if it was fulfilled promises. And you say, listen, how can we deal with all of that? It's not about dealing with it in the flesh. It's about ministering with charity. 
and it endureth all things. It beareth all things. It hopeth all things. It endureth, believeth, and charity never faileth. Never does. And I thought, Lord, if, if you'd allow us to, the evidence of charity in our lives hopes to the end. There's still hope. Listen, there, there's still some that, that we're holding on to saying, I just believe they're going to come. I just believe they're going to come. I believe they're going to be there. I believe it's going to work out. I believe we're going to make it through. That's only charity working through. Because if we had our way in the flesh, and you know this as well as I do, there's some places you'd be giving up on some areas of ministry. You try to be a kid's Sunday school class. You try to teach that for years and say, hey, is there any hope for these kids? You start working in the nursery saying, man, they ain't going to grow up to be anything. I mean, if they make it out of the nursery, it's going to be a miracle. I believe nursery workers have, the, have to have the greatest amount of charity, don't you? Just beareth all things, endureth all things. The evidence of charity in our lives. But then, listen, I want to get down to this. I want to get down to the exalting of charity. The exalting of charity. We come down through, there's a description of all the religious duties that you can do, but if it's without charity, it's emptiness. Then he goes in the middle, cha- middle of the chapter there, starting in verse number 4 down through verse number 8, and we have the evidence of charity. But look what he closes with down in verse number 13. He said, And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three, but look at this, but the greatest of these is charity. Now, I'll be honest with you, if I was writing that, I probably would have written, the greatest is faith. Because I'd probably be saying, man, we need to have faith in God and faith to be able to move mountains. After all, he said, if you just have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed into the sea and it'll be so. But that's not what God said. The greatest is charity. And so when I saw that as the writer is exalting charity and saying you can have faith, you can have hope, and aren't you thankful for the hope that we have in Christ? He said, but the greatest of all three of these is charity. And he exalted charity in our Christian life. And I want to share a few things with you. I want to show you why. Look over with Second Peter chapter number one. Second Peter chapter number one. This is not the only place that charity is exalted. And I want to share a few verses with you. Second Peter chapter number one and verse number four, the Bible says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, given all diligence, here's a grocery list, here's the building blocks, add to your faith, faith is just the beginning, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, 
and to brotherly kindness, charity. Do you realize the building blocks of Christianity? The ultimate, the icing on the cake, if we can put it that way. The pinnacle is when we have charity. After faith, after diligence, after godliness, after brotherly kindness. He said you need to add all of these things, but when you're a complete and a mature Christian, you have charity. The manifestation of Christ in us being revealed in His work through us. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 16. 1 Corinthians chapter number 16. We're dealing with the same writer. The Apostle Paul. And he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 13, he said, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong... Verse 14, let all your things be done with charity. Making sure there ought not to be anything. You say, well, I can do this part without charity. Then I guess you have a different different definition for what all means. Because he said, 1 Corinthians 16, 14, let all your things be done with with charity. You mean that means making the coffee? Doing it with an attitude and an action that reveals Christ in us. You mean setting up some chairs and having a hard place to find a parking spot because all these preachers came in here and I don't have my parking spot now. And now I'm walking into church and they took my seat. Well, let all your things, even finding a different seat, be done with charity. That means letting Christ be revealed in us. Let me share another verse with you. I'm almost done. Colossians chapter number 3. Colossians chapter number 3. Do you realize this entire list that God tells us to put off and that God tells us to put on, beginning in verse number 10, Colossians 3.10, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Boy, that just describes the Baptist church, doesn't it? Praise the Lord. I know it describes Curtis Corner. Y'all are blessing. Verse 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And you say, man, that's quite the list that we're supposed to be putting on. He hasn't ended it yet. Verse number 14 says, and above all these things. You mean above, 
mercy and kindness and humbleness and forgiveness above all these things put on charity which is the bond of perfectness do you realize our entire christian life if it is going to reveal christ through us our entire christian life is held together by charity the bond of perfectness you say i'm a pretty mature christian but you're not ministering with charity we're missing something as i was praying and saying lord what do you have for us going in to the save new england conference let me just ask this is your heart and your life and your ministry full of charity Is that what's holding you together for the next few days? And it's the revealing of Christ in you being manifested by our work, His work through us. Are we allowing Christ to be revealed? Are we bearing all things? Or are we just serving without charity and God saying, it's nothing. It's nothing. I don't want to get through the next few days of serving and God to say, just like you were never there. Don't want it to be. I want my ministry to be full of charity. Full of charity. Can we have every head bowed, every eye closed? Let's stand together this evening. Every head bowed, every eye closed.